Giants president of baseball operations, Farhan Zaidi, met with the media today discussing the end of year for the Giants and previewing what's to come in the offseason. He talked about what's going to happen with free agent, you know, impending free agents, Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, Carlos Rodon, and so much more. So we're going to get into it all next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And coming up on today's show, we are going to discuss what Farhan Zaidi had to say when he met with the media today about the end of year, the postmortem on the 2022 season and previewing the offseason. So there were a lot of topics addressed. And the first topic I wanted to get into was the status of Brandon Belt and Evan Longoria. These are guys who have been on the team for obviously a long time. And there's some conflict here in a way because you think about the fact that the Giants have stated that they need to get younger and more athletic. And when you think about Brandon Belt and Evan Longoria, they are not at all who you think about when we say younger and more athletic. But at the same time, here are the comments that Farhan Zaidi made. In regards to Evan Longoria, he said, quote, there's certainly a role for Longo on our roster in 2023. And then he went on to say that the question is, what's the appropriate role? And that a key will be managing workloads for veterans. And so I think that this is an important point that somehow, not somehow, but that gets missed a little bit when we're talking about can the Giants have these guys back, but not be like overly reliant upon them? And I think that the answer is yes, because the fact of the matter is you have to have a 26-man roster, right? And so when we talk about the Giants need to get younger, more athletic, they need more impact talent. Yes, you can you can do that while having guys like Brandon Belt and or Evan Longoria being at the bottom of your depth chart on your major league roster because these are major league players. And the thing is, if you, we saw this year, we saw, you know, Kevin Padlow and Donovan Walton and on and on at times this year, we saw guys who were not major league players. Or I mean, I'm not saying for sure that a guy like Donovan Walton can't be, but he wasn't this year for the Giants. And so if, if Evan Longoria is on your team, when Farhan Zaidi says that the key is figuring out the appropriate role, there's a couple of things baked into that. Number one, he's suggesting that the, that the playing time wouldn't be, he wouldn't be like a, a the guy to pencil in at a certain position. He would kind of be there as a mentor and also to play occasionally. And the contract would reflect that. I think that's what's also important to point out. And so if they, if he's hurt or if the performance isn't there, it's not the end of the world to kind of move on from it because you're not invested heavily in the player. 
And if that makes sense for both sides, it is possible to see a reunion there. So for Longoria, there's, of course, the $13 million club option with a $5 million buyout. I fully, fully expect they will not just pick up the $13 million. If they bring him back, they already owe him the $5 million for the buyout. I would not expect much more on top of that, if anything, if Longoria is back. Maybe a couple million dollars just kind of as a courtesy. But again, the $5 million is a sunk cost. You owe it to him anyway. So if you're going to bring him back, I mean, Longoria... The production has been good when he's been on the field, but they should not at this point in his career expect more playing time than what he's given them the last couple of years. And also they should not lock him into that third base position and and then therefore not go out and get somebody else. And we've talked about how Brandon Crawford is signed for next year and he's a shortstop and there's all these really good shortstops out there in free agency. And Farhan Zaidi addressed this topic as well, and we'll get to it later on but you don't want Longoria blocking somebody else at third base who you know one of these top shortstops for example Carlos Correa could easily see him playing a good third base for the Giants and you don't want Longoria's presence to kind of prevent you from even going down that road and I don't think the contract would reflect it and I don't think based on these comments and based on just the reality of how Longoria has played the last few years they're not going to just devote a guaranteed long like big role to Longoria next year I don't think and someone I forgot to mention last yesterday not last year is David Villar who obviously showed really well in the month of September and October uh, hit really well for them hit two home runs in the last day of the year and is definitely in the mix at third at second at first and at DH going into next year and beyond so just don't get too worked up. I think if Longoria and or Belt are back, it'll be on small deals and it'll be for kind of non-guaranteed big roles. So on Belt, Zaidi said, quote, it's certainly a possibility of having him back. He does a lot of things we like. We think he can help us next year if he wants to continue his career and if he's feeling good physically. So again, it's non-committal. It's also exactly the same scenario as Longoria. At first base, it's a little bit more unknown exactly what the future holds there. And and there aren't so many free agents out there necessarily. Zaidi did talk on KNBR the other day that about how uh, it's not just free agency to pay attention to this offseason. They want to get more athletic and it's he's making the point, which is correct, that a lot of times in free agency, you're talking about guys who are in the second halves of their careers. And that's not necessarily how you get youth and athleticism. And so a trade or two or three or whatever may be the route the Giants ultimately end up going here. So when we talk about first base, I don't know. I just They're not going to just say, okay, Belt is our primary first baseman. That's way too big of a risk, and I just don't see that happening. So also, what is he going to say? No, we're not going to bring him back. They're not. He's not going to say that at this point, even if they weren't going to bring him back. But to me, there's just kind of not much here except what was expected. And in regards to starting pitching, it's kind of the same story. Carlos Rodon was addressed, and they talked. To, Farhan Zaidi talked about his opt-out decision, and then they also talked about Kyle Harrison. And you're not going to want to miss what Farhan Zaidi had to say about the young stud prospect Kyle Harrison. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But first, 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. They've got free agency odds that we're going to be paying attention to throughout the season, off-season, I should say. They've also got postseason odds up right now for all these different series going on, postseason getting underway today. Sadly, the Giants aren't in it, but it is interesting to look at what's going on there at BetOnline. So head to BetOnline.net. Or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as promised, we are going to discuss the comments about starting pitching from Farhan Zaidi. Kind of like the position players, in some ways there's like a hot uh, clickbait type item in here, but it's ultimately... Not surprising what he said about Carlos Rodon. He basically said, we fully expect him to opt out. And so I, I just know there's reaction like as if he's opting out because he doesn't like it here or something. But no, opting out is just a formality for Carlos Rodon given the season he just had. On the open market, he's very likely to exceed $100 million dollars. He could if he wants to. Depends on what type of deal he wants. I would imagine Scott Boris' client, his age, his history, he's going to just try to get the most guaranteed money he can get. And almost certainly he'll be able to get north of $100 million. And so the player option, which it became when he surpassed 110 innings, was for $22.5 million next year. So if you're seeking the biggest guarantee you can get and you're almost certainly going to be able to get over a hundred million dollars why on earth would you accept 22 and a half million makes no sense so it's a when he says i fully expect rodan to opt out so does so should anybody who has any idea about this situation so it is not surprising but the comments that Farhan Zaidi made about Rodan, it wasn't like, look, he's our number one priority. We want him back at all costs. It was more like, we expect him to be, to opt out and we expect to pursue at least one starting pitcher in free agency. That's what he said. He said it's going to create an opening in their staff. And he said in this KNBR interview I was referencing just earlier, that I think was from yesterday, that they're going to be they want a top of the rotation arm. And so it they've done this the last couple of years. Like Kevin Gosman left, got his 5-year deal, and then they bring in Rodon and got better production even than what the Blue Jays got out of Kevin Gosman. Yet they only it was only a 1-year deal. It was a 2-year deal with the opt out of course, but they could do that again. They could let Rodon walk and I mean, look, they're going to be in the mix. Who knows? I mean, maybe they don't make him an offer like Kevin Gosman because maybe Scott Boris is saying we want maximum years out of this. And that's probably what's going to happen. And so when you talk about, okay, who are some guys who could fill that role and kind of be the new Carlos Rodon? There are a few, but there's not that many. There's Jacob deGrom, there's Clayton Kershaw, and there's Justin Verlander. And for various reasons, I don't 
view the Giants as the most likely landing spot for any of those guys. But I would imagine that their preference is probably for one of those three simply because one of those, each one of those three is likely to get a short-term deal because of their age. Justin Verlander is going to turn 40 in February. Clayton Kershaw has a, you know, scattered kind of injury history in the last several years, and he is significantly older than he once was, as we all are. Uh, He's going to be 35 in March. And who's the other one? Jacob deGrom has a long injury history himself, and his age is, uh, he's going to be 35 in June. So the fact that these guys are 34, 34, and 40 almost means they're not going to get that five-year deal. I mean, yeah, they're, nobody's getting, none of those players are getting a long-term deal. And so the Giants, if I had to bet, I don't know. I mean, Jacob deGrom, maybe, I, I don't know. I'm just saying there are ways to replace frontline arm production without it necessarily being Carlos Rodon. And the reason they just don't seem to like length for starting pitchers. I wouldn't put it past them. They did offer 13 years to Bryce Harper. So it's not like a they won't go long no matter what for anybody. Bryce Harper was 26 at the time. So I think it was the perfect storm of elite talent and youth, which is why they were able to why they were willing to make that offer. But for starting pitchers, Zaidi said, we all know the track record. And I'm, I'm not sure everybody does know the track record. The track record is not good. A lot of times, these deals for starters end up really badly. And the pitchers just fall apart. They get injured. Pitcher injuries are generally long-term injuries, like they miss the whole year a lot of the time if they have a significant injury. And then just performance falls off a lot of the time. And so I don't totally blame them. And I'm sure they have the data on like exactly what the odds are that these deals end up working out in their favor and they just prefer the the short-term deals. And it's hard to argue. The starting rotation was not the issue for the team this year. And Rodon was great. Gosman was great. But here's the thing. If you're like, I don't want just one year of these guys. I want a player I can fall in love with and have them here for a long time. You're going to get that from young players like Logan Webb. He's been here and been really good the last couple years, and he's got three more years of team control. And then you start mixing in more young players. And what if you what if you consistently are churning out really good talent out of your minor league system? That's where Kyle Harrison comes in. And on Kyle Harrison, Farhan Zaidi had this to say, quote, we expect him to be in our rotation at some point next year could even be relatively early in the season. So that, this is where, whether it's the position players or pitchers, these are your guys who are going to be here for the the long haul. And you've got to start having some of your prospects start being impact players at the major league level. And I think that it starts in 2023. And it could start with Kyle Harrison. You've got Casey Schmidt, who made it to AAA, Luciano, you know, had some setbacks this year, but he's coming eventually. And so eventually these guys are going to show up. And once when you're a rookie and you make your debut, you have six years of service time that the team has control. I hate to use that word, but the, you can't go anywhere as a player for six years of service time. And so 
these are going to be the guys where you're going to buy the jerseys and fall in love. Like when you think about the early 2010s Giants, I mean, Lincecum, Kane, Bumgarner, Posey, like these were the guys that you fell in love with and created a core. And so, yes, they need to like add talent because the present matters too. And they want to be good every year. But in terms of like, oh, I don't, I'm not happy that Rodon will, will be leaving potentially and that Gosman left. I get it. But the beauty of the young player is that it's year to year. You don't necessarily commit to those six years. You're not locked into it to six years. If you don't, as the team, you have protection. If the guy gets hurt, they're not someone you're obligated to continue to like pay guaranteed money essentially so that's the risk is that you're paying them a lot of money and then they go down and it's all guaranteed and then it kind of sets you back in terms of what you can do with building out your roster so the news about Kyle Harrison just saying I mean that again should kind of have been anticipated something we've talked about a lot how Kyle Harrison will likely debut in 2023 if things go right he's got to stay healthy they Zaidi said he probably will start the year in AAA and look I mean he said it could be early in the year if he goes to AAA and just dominates for a month he could be up pretty darn soon and so that's exciting and hopefully finally in 2023 some real impact talent starts making a difference at the major league level from the minor league system and it very well could start with Harrison so the last topic, the last couple of topics that Zaidi got into that I want to talk about is the GM search. Remember, Scott Harris left for Detroit to be their president of baseball operations. And then Brandon Crawford, the commitment to Crawford at short. Are they committed to him there or will they move him off the position potentially if they land a shortstop in free agency or via a trade? So we'll get into that in just a second. But first. All right, as promised, the GM search and also Brandon Crawford at shortstop. This is going to be a hot topic because many of the best free agents out there this winter are shortstops. And so are you going to just not pursue them because you're committed to Brandon Crawford for one more year? I think it would be insane to to just say, yep, we're going to write off like all of these really, really good, talented players. The shortstops who are out there, by the way, include uh, Trey Turner, one of the most underrated and best players in the game. Dansby Swanson, one of the best defenders and kind of impact runners out of the shortstop position in the game and a solid bat as well. And then there's these two opt-out cases in Xander Bogarts, who you know is certain to opt out. The Red Sox want to reach an extension agreement prior to him reaching free agency, which doesn't start until after the World Series. And then there's Carlos Correa, same deal. He's going to opt out but the Twins would like to keep him. But those guys very well may get to free agency themselves. And so are you just going to say, nope, we're not interested in Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, or Dansby Swanson? And there are other shortstops as well, but those are the main guys because of Brandon Crawford for one more year. And I think it would be crazy to do so. And what Farhan Zaidi said was that, quote, everything is on the table when it comes to their commitment to Brandon Crawford at shortstop. And by the way, I'm getting these quotes courtesy of Danny Emmerman of KNBR, Alex Pavlovich of NBC Sports Bay Area, and uh, Maria Guardado of MLB.com or SFGiants.com, and Andy Baggerly of The Athletic. So thank you to them for all these quotes. And Zaidi also said, according to Emmerman, that 
priority this offseason is improving defense, and there are top-end shortstops available. Zaidi also called Crawford the best shortstop in team history and said his defense wasn't an issue in 2022. And he's right. Crawford's defense wasn't an issue. And I think it makes maybe more sense to target a guy, whoever it ends up being. If it's Trey Turner, I think Turner could play second. Turner could potentially play outfield. He could probably play third just fine. But, I mean, especially second is intriguing because range is going to be more important with the banning of the shift. But, you know, Carlos Correa with the arm that he has and his the good hands that he has, I mean, he could play third, no question. And it's not so much a commitment to a position. Like Crawford might get hurt, and then it's a non-issue. And you just slide whoever it is over to short. And I just don't think Crawford's bat plays enough to play at a non-shortstop position. This year, he was significantly below league average offensively, and so so much of his value comes from playing short and playing it well. They're committing sixteen. They're committed to sixteen million dollars to Crawford next year, and I don't know. I just wish it would be flexible. Like Crawford should hopefully be a team player and willing to move if it helps the team, and somebody you target hopefully would be willing to understand that you've got Crawford and maybe for one year you're not going to be the primary shortstop and maybe starting next year you are. But maybe Marco Luciano comes up and he can play short and maybe you as a free agent move somewhere else. I don't really I don't really understand this kind of selfish mindset of like this is my position. I wish guys would be a little bit more willing to move around as it helps the team win, which should be priority number one. And I think Crawford ultimately Maybe his pride would be a little bit hurt, but Crawford definitely strikes me as a team player for sure. But that was what Zaidi had to say there. And in terms of the GM search, he said this on KNBR and he said it again today that they are going to hire most likely a general manager in the short term here. Like it's going to happen soon. He said on KNBR, he said in the next few weeks today, he said, quote, relatively quickly. We also had it reported that he said before the general manager's meetings, which is which take place after the World Series at some point pretty shortly thereafter. So we don't know who it's going to be. We can only speculate at this point, but they're certainly out there currently interviewing is what it seems like. And Scott Harris leaves for the Tigers and the Giants are going to bring in a new general manager. He also said that it'll be great to have some fresh perspectives given how big this offseason is and added that Buster Posey is one person, Buster Posey, of course, joining the ownership group, who will bring new thoughts and ideas. I mean, Posey was probably involved before, so I don't know how much more new thoughts and ideas he'll have. Zaidi has said that he's kind of leaned on Posey in the past. Last offseason, he referenced how Posey had a part in saying, uh, we have a chance to sign Rodon, we should do that. And he also liked Tyro Estrada, reportedly when uh when the Giants played them in New York and Estrada was on the Yankees so yeah I mean Posey definitely has an influence on this organization there's no doubt and that's a good thing and it'll be cool to see who is the next GM of the Giants anyway that was all that Zaidi had to say basically and that is all the time we have for today thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, 
on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please smash the thumbs up button, hit the, uh, the notification bell. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. Anyway, have a great weekend. I can't wait to be with you again on Monday. We'll be doing a mailbag, so look out on Twitter for the prompt. Can't wait to be with you then. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants. 